Hello, I'm Jesse Walls from Eagle Hawk Presbyterian Church. We're a church seeking to make disciple-making disciples of Jesus. Thank you to Life FM for continuing to host us. Today, as we look to God's Word, our reading is Luke 18, verses 9 to 14. So you can begin looking that up now. This sermon was recorded live at Eagle Hawk Presbyterian Church, and the preacher is Ryan Smith from Reforming Church, who works with the Australian Fellowship of Evangelical Students, supporting the work of the Christian Union at La Trobe Uni in Bendigo. And so let's read Luke 18, verses 9 to 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. For those of you who haven't met me, my name's Ryan. Um, I work with the uh, AFES, with the Christian Union, uh, on campus at university here. It's been great that Jesse could ask me to come and speak this morning. I'm going to pray for God's help as we open up God's Word. So if you've got a Bible there, if you could keep it open to that passage in Luke chapter 18, that's where we'll be this morning. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, I am not worthy to come here this morning and open up your Word, but thank you that you choose to use people like me. And I pray now that as I open up this passage in Luke, that you would give my words power, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would help us to see the amazing news of the gospel, of what the Lord Jesus has done for us. And I pray this for his glory. Amen. Many years ago, there was a man known by the name of the Great Blondine. He uh, walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. He wasn't the first person to attempt this feat, but on a pretty blustery day, uh, watched by hundreds and hundreds of people, the great Blondine, he walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. Now, it's hard to know exactly how much of the following story is true, but so the story goes that afterwards, someone in the crowd asked him to repeat the stunt, only this time pushing a wheelbarrow across the tightrope. And Blondine supposedly asked this enthusiastic onlooker if they believed that he could do that. And they replied that they did, and to which he is supposed to have said, okay then, you hop in the wheelbarrow. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was about to be pushed across Niagara Falls on a tightrope in a wheelbarrow, I would want to trust the person pushing the wheelbarrow. Because, you see, trust can be a good thing, but it can get you into lots of trouble if it's misplaced. What is important is not so much how much trust you have, but what is that trust in? 
You need to put your trust in things that are trustworthy, right? Well, in Luke chapter 18, the, the text that Beck read for us this morning, Jesus tells a story to people who Luke says trust in themselves that they're righteous. Here are people who are trusting that on their own they're right with God. They are trusting that they can stand before the God of the universe, the God who will decide their eternal destiny, the God who holds their very life in his hands, and that they'll be okay. I wonder, do you trust that you're right with God? If you do, is your trust in something worthy or is your trust misplaced? That's the question I want to think about this morning. What are you trusting in? Because one day all of us, you, me, will stand before God, the God of the universe. Where will our trust be? Well, to people who Luke describes as trusting in themselves that they're right with God, Jesus tells this parable, and it's a, it's a story about two men. They go up to the temple to pray. One is a Pharisee, the other one is a tax collector. Have a look at verse 11 there in John Uh, Not John, Luke chapter 18. uh, Jesus says, The Pharisee stood up and was praying this to himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Swindlers, the unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. You see, this man, he's confident. He says, thanks God that I'm not like other people. Thanks that I'm pretty good. And he was. You see, the Pharisees were seen as the good guys at this time. They were serious about keeping God's law. See, when it came to keeping the law in Jesus' day, you didn't get any better than a fat Pharisee. He says here, I fast twice a week. Now, the law actually required the people to fast on a particular day each year, the Day of Atonement. The whole of the nation of Israel was to fast. That is one day a year. This guy says he fasts twice a week. That's pretty impressive. He doesn't just do what's required. He does over a hundred times what is required. This guy is pretty good. He says that he pays tithes of all that he gets, that he he gives a tenth of everything that he gets. See, Pharisees were, were so keen to fulfill all righteousness that they'd go out into their gardens and they would rip off every tenth leaf and give it to God. This guy is serious about obeying God's law. It's not, he's not just good, he's really good. He's squeaky clean good. He's, he's like the person at school. I don't know if you knew a person like this or if you were a person like this, but you know when the teacher says, I want you to read a chapter from this book for homework, and they say, well, actually, I've already finished the whole book. In fact, I googled the author online and I sent him off an email. I had some questions about some difficult stuff in chapter 7, but I've got that sorted now. This man, he's good, but he's self-reliant and he comes before God and he says, God, I thank you that I'm pretty good. What about the second man? He's totally different, verse 13, but the tax collector, standing some distance away, he was not even willing to lift up his eyes to heaven, but he was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. This man is anything but confident in his being able to stand before God. 
he, he won't even look up to heaven. He says, God, I'm bad. And he was. He says, God, I'm a sinner. And he was. He was a tax collector. Now, at this time in history, uh, Israel was under control of the Romans. Now, the, the Jews were a pretty proud bunch and they hated the idea of being under Roman control, but part of being under Roman control meant that they had to pay taxes to Caesar. And if that wasn't bad enough, what was even worse was the fact that Rome was employing fellow Jews to go around and collecting the tax. And tax collectors were seen as betraying the Jews. They were traitors. They weren't just traitors, they were rip-off merchant traders. They would force people to give them the tax and then using the authority of, the, of Rome, they would force people to give them whatever else they wanted as well. Tax collectors were bad. And everybody knew it. You know when you see those stories on a current affair or 60 Minutes or whatever it is where you have con men who go around exploiting others and for their own gain. Tax collectors were like that. They were scamming people out of their money and they got away with it. Tax collectors were bad and this tax collector, he comes before God and he says, God, I'm bad. And he was. And everyone knew that he was. And so on one hand, you've got the Pharisee who comes to God and says, God, I'm pretty good. And you've got the tax collector who comes and he says, God, I'm bad. And he pleads with God for mercy. But the surprising thing in this story is what Jesus says next, right? He says, verse 14, I tell you that this man, that is the tax collector, this man went to his house justified rather than the other. Jesus says that the tax collector went home right with God. And that a Pharisee did not go home right with God. What's going on here? How, how can Jesus say this? Well, you see, the Pharisee stands before God and he compares himself to other people. Listen to him. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Swindlers, the unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. This Pharisee, he says, God, surely I'm good enough for you. I haven't robbed anyone. I haven't committed adultery. I'm better than the others around me. Surely I'm good enough for you. That's easy to do, isn't it? Do you ever find yourself doing that? Comparing yourself to other people? It's easy to do that. It's easy to think I'm okay because I'm better than those people over there. It's easy to do that because you can always find someone who's worse than you, right? When we start doing that, it's easy to start looking down on other people. It's easy to, to look down on others because they don't meet our standard. It can lead to pride in our hearts because we think we're better than others. That's easy to do, and that's what the Pharisee does here. But what he doesn't do is compare himself to what God considers to be good enough. God's standard is absolute perfection. You see, you don't earn brownie points with God for doing the right thing. 
That is only what God expects. We don't have brownie points with God for loving people around us. That, that's merely the bare minimum that God expects from us. We ought to love the people around us. Do you think that the government is going to reward you for obeying the road rules? No. That's merely what they expect, right? Likewise with God. This Pharisee, he boasts that he's better than others and he thinks that somehow that's going to impress God. He thinks he's right with God. He's trusting in himself. and He's trusting in his own works. He's trusted in himself. But what about the tax collector? Well, he doesn't look around. He doesn't try and find someone worse than him. He just sees that before God, he's guilty. He saw that he needed God to rescue him. He says, God, I'm bad. I need your help. Please have mercy on me. See, the tax collector, he begs God for mercy, knowing that he doesn't deserve it. And the amazing thing is that God says, yes. God shows this man mercy, and he goes home right with God. You see, outwardly, it might seem like the Pharisee's a good guy. In Mark chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus speaks about the Pharisees, and he says, Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites? As it's written, this people honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You see, the Pharisee is not doing the things that he's doing because he cares about his relationship with God. He's doing the things that he's doing so that he can feel better about himself and so that he can feel morally superior to others. But now we've got a lot of parents here. I just want you to imagine as a parent. Imagine you've got a kid. They keep your rules, but they don't care about you. In fact, they ignore you. They keep their room clean. They do their chores, but they don't and won't speak to you. They just eat the meals that you cook for them. They take all the good things that you provide, all while never saying thank you. They don't show you any love. They ignore you. The only time that they'll speak to you is to tell you how good they are and how they're keeping your rules. That's, that's tragic. That would be tragic, wouldn't it? That is a terrible relationship to have with your family. And yet that's often the way that people treat God. That's what the Pharisee is doing. He's been superficially keeping some rules, but he's been ignoring other things like loving God, like loving his neighbours. Other people are just there for him to feel morally superior. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes outwardly we can do good things. I mean, it's good that you're at church today. That's a good thing. But if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't pray to him, if you're not interested in knowing him through his word, I mean, what good is it if you're at church? If you don't care about the relationship, if you're just here to tick the box, what's the point of that? Did you notice the Pharisee comes to God to pray, but he doesn't really ask God for anything. He thinks he's okay. He basically just tells God that he thinks he's pretty good. 
doesn't realise he's actually broken relationship with God. The tax collector, he does realise that he's broken relationship with God and so he asks for forgiveness. And so you see in this parable that Jesus kind of gives a, a new paradigm, right? It's not good versus bad, it's proud versus humble. Verse 14, it says this, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Tim Keller, a Presbyterian minister in in New York, in the United States, he says this. He says, The gospel is distinct. In its view, everyone is wrong, everyone is loved, and everyone is called to recognise this and to change. Jesus says the humble are in and the proud are out. The people who confess that they aren't particularly good or open-minded are moving toward God. Because the prerequisite for receiving the grace of God is to know that you need it. The people who think they're just fine, thank you, are actually moving away from God. And so I want to ask you this morning, just as Jesse did in the kids' talk, right? Where are you putting your trust? If you were to die tonight and God were to ask you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? Where would your trust be? Would you say, I've been a pretty good person, been pretty moral, I don't steal, I keep the Ten Commandments, I don't know what they are, but I keep them. I mean, I come from a pretty good family. I mean, we we give to charity. We supported the big freeze at the MCG last year for MND. We have a sponsor child. I give money to the poor. I have money taken out of my bank account every week for giving. Have you ever been a murderer or a rapist or a lawyer or a dentist? I'm not one of those evil people. One guy I know of, Asked this question, said honestly, he said, I give blood. That's why I'm going to heaven. I'm a blood donor. Or maybe you'd go down the religious route. You'd say, Well, it's not just a moral thing, it's a religious thing. I go to church. I'm at church today. I don't just go to church, I am a church member. I'm a Presbyterian. That's why I'm going to heaven. Would you say, I've been baptized? Go to a Bible study group, I'm on the church roster. Would you say, I pray, I read the Bible? I don't know what you would say. Now, I'm not saying these things aren't good things. They are. But let me just say, this is a serious, serious issue. And these reasons, they're a waste of time. They'll get you to hell. They are misplaced trust. Are you going to say... God, I thank you that I, anything, or are you going to come to God and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner? See, later in this chapter in Luke 18, Jesus says he's going to go up to Jerusalem, that everything that's written about him in the Old Testament must be fulfilled. He's going to be handed over to the Romans. They'll mock him, they'll insult him, they'll spit on him, they'll flog him. And they'll kill him. Jesus' death, it wasn't an accident. He he came to die 
to take the punishment that all of us deserve because none of us have been good enough. None of us meet God's standard. As the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 3, he says there's no one is righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There's no one who seeks God. All have turned aside. They have together become useless. There is no one who does good, not even one. See, Jesus, the perfect Son of God, the only one not deserving of punishment from God, the only one who truly meets God's standard. Jesus, he came and he suffered and he died so that God's justice could be done. He came so that mercy could be shown to you and I. Because God, God cares about the wrongdoing of the tax collector. God cares about the wrongdoing of the robbers, of the adulterers, of the murderers. He cares about your wrongdoing, about my wrongdoing. He cares about the times that I've mistreated people, the times I've lied to people, the times I've betrayed them. And likewise with you, he cares about the times that we've spoken badly about people, that we've failed to love them, the times that we've been selfish and self-serving. God cares about the wrongdoing of all the world. He cares about it. And in Jesus' death, it's been paid for so that God can have mercy on all those who, who recognize their need for it. Because you see, it is possible to, to trust that you're right with God, but it's not because of anything that we have done or will do, but only, only because of God's mercy to us in Jesus. Are you going to come to God trusting in yourself? Or will you come to him today, right now we say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We say, God, I, I don't deserve heaven. No way do I deserve heaven. But, but please have mercy on me. Please forgive me because of Jesus. Or alternatively, maybe you know you're not good enough for God. Maybe you've done things that you're desperately ashamed of and you wonder if God could ever forgive you. Know this, that whatever you've done, there is nothing so bad that Jesus' death hasn't covered it. I want you to know if it's you that God has provided a way for you to be forgiven. He, he longs for you to come to him and to ask him for forgiveness. Well, let's not make the opposite mistake as well. Let's not go, God, I thank you that I'm not like the Pharisee, that self-righteous hypocrite who thinks he's better than everyone else. That's just bad, isn't it? Now we have to come before God in complete helplessness, throwing ourselves on his mercy, relying on his forgiveness. That's what Christianity is about. It's not about being good enough for God. It's about being forgiven by God. It's about being humble enough to see that we need God's provision and God's mercy. So if today, if you know you've been putting your, your trust in something other than Jesus' death, if you know that you've been relying on something other than God's mercy to you in Christ, can I encourage you to, like the tax collector, realise your mercy from God, or your need for mercy from God, so that today you might go home right with God, justified before God. Because all of us have no bigger need than that. 
If you would like to do that, I'm sure Jesse would love to talk with you about it. So I'd encourage you, if that's you, when you feel comfortable, go and talk to Jesse. Tell him you want to go home right with God today. And he can tell you how to do that. But if, if you are someone who has put your trust in Jesus, know that, that that's not a once-off thing. That is something that we need to continue to do every day. We need to keep putting our trust in Jesus and his mercy. Let me pray that he would help us to do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made a way for sinners like us to be right with you. Thanks for sending your son, the Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to confess the times when we've trusted in ourselves or thought that we've been pretty good or that we've been right with you. We want to confess the times when we looked at other people and been tempted with pride in our hearts to think somehow that we're better. We pray that you'd help us to be humble, to see our need for Jesus and to put our trust in him, knowing that you offer grace and mercy and forgiveness. We pray that you'd help us to keep trusting in that each and every day. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Jesse Walls from Eagle Hawk Presbyterian Church, and I pray you've been blessed as you've spent this time in God's Word. Next week, we'd love to have you join us in person for our service at 10am. I hope to see you there. And as always, if you'd like to make a comment on what you've heard today, you have a question, or you're looking for a church, then please get in contact with us. Our website is eaglehawkpc.org.au. You can also contact us through Facebook or Instagram. God bless you.